Good morning, everyone. Really great to see you. I'm getting this hat off real quick, but so take your pictures now. All right, it's going. All right. Are we ready? Go. Okay, no pictures. All right. <laughs> How's everybody? This is my um, Elton John imitation. How am I doing? I, you know, somebody asked me about cutting my hair. I said, well, I'm trying to look like The Rock, and I had to start somewhere. So I went with the low-hanging fruit first. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to share the top five memories of 2019. And at the end of each of the memories of 2019, we're going to give you an opportunity to celebrate. So each, each one's going to take about five minutes. It's been an incredible year, uh, but we're going to kind of tag team do it. So it's going to be my, me, my wife, and Tom, and we're going to tag team through these top five. It's going to be exciting, and uh, we're going to get you out in time to beat the Baptist to lunch. All right? I thought somebody would like that. All right. Okay, in Acts chapter 6, the church was growing fast. And it says, as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers saying their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the 12 called a meeting to all the believers and they said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the Word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit of of wisdom, and we will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the Word. So in the early church, they hit a snag. There was an ancient word that actually came from Euclid when when he was writing about mathematics and people were learning geometry, and they were learning geometry very easily until it came to the explanation of the isosceles triangle, and it became very confusing to them. And there was a word that was, uh, that was used to describe this time in your math education where it suddenly wasn't easy anymore, and it really separated those that were going to get serious about math and those that were going to drop out. And uh, it was called Pons Asinorum. It's actually the Ass's Bridge. Uh, that's, uh, that's a famous thing in history. There's a picture of, uh, of it's, it's, it's when you, it becomes so difficult that the donkey has to cross the bridge. Uh, maybe you've tried to learn a language, and at first it comes easy. You learn the alphabet, and you get all this. But you reach a point in language learning where your brain gets clouded, and everything seems confusing, and, uh, and that's called uh, pons asinorum. It, it, it's that block that you, get, that you get to. So this happened in the early church. They, they hit a block, and then uh, they worked through that, and they appointed some elders, and the church began growing rapidly again after they got through that. In 2018, we were at one of those Pons Asinorums in our church. And, and, and the problem was, uh, we, we think we've got a pretty uh, excellent music team and church, and we just think, you know, everyone ought to come to like church. We just like ourselves, you know what I mean? Anyway, but we were, we were starting to attract some people that had, had young people, but we didn't really have anything for the youth. We didn't have a, a good youth program. 
And so we were started losing some of those families, and it was painful because uh, as a pastor, it's like, oh, come on, we got to have some to build it, you know? So, so we got to have some pioneers that'll be, everyone knows that. you got to have some pioneers that are willing to, to, to kind of stick it out during the rough times until you can have what you want. But we weren't getting that, and so we felt this, we felt this um, snag, if you will, this Pons Asinorum in our church. And so in 2018, I called the best people in Knoxville that I knew about youth ministry, and that was Emerald Youth, uh, to see, could you guys help us in establishing a youth program? We need, we need someone to come alongside us and, and help with that. And, and I called, and they were very positive. They said, you know, actually, our ministry is moving more toward the north in Knoxville. You would be sort of perfectly located. I was excited. that we'll, I called them in like February. They said, we'll call you back. I didn't get a call in February. I didn't get a call in March. I didn't get a call in April. I didn't get a call in May. I didn't get a call in June, July, August. I'd already given up on the idea. I thought, oh, no, we're just stuck. You know, we're still stuck in this place. And then I was Christmas shopping last year in 2018 in Pigeon Forge, and I got a phone call, and a guy from Emerald U said, hey, man, your, your name's been on my desk for a long time. We're real busy around here. Hadn't gotten around to calling you. And I had to remember who it was. Oh, yeah, Emerald Youth. And so the guy said, could we meet with you? So they met with us. Long story short, we uh, started the process and going through the hoops of becoming associated with Emerald Youth. And this fall, we needed a leader. And, uh, and Mary Wood stepped up and said, yes. Can I hear it from Mary Wood? Yes. Yes. She's our fearless leader. And so we went out into the community and we started looking for young people. We were actually invited to go do a trunk or treat in the neighborhood. And that's our group there. Let's hear it for community outreach. Yeah. Sometimes if you're going to reach people, you got to be a little silly. And my wife comes in handy for that. So, you know, right there, uh, we, we, were, we were silly. We invited them to, to play Frisbee. Um, and, 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 and some of those kids are now coming to our youth group. And we started Wednesday night groups. But not only did they learn about Jesus, they learned how to serve. And so once a month, our young people, this is them uh, making Christmas gifts to send overseas uh, to kids that weren't having a Christmas. Uh, there's a couple pictures of that. And then uh, our kids got invited to go on fun trips, Regal Movie Theaters, invited our kids to a special day where they gave them a gift and they all went to see Frozen. It was great. When it came time for Christmas, we got to tell our kids the real Christmas story. And we had our own Mary. Yeah. Let's hear it for Mary and Joseph. Yeah. And the whole, and, and the whole nativity. All right. And so... And then at the very end of the season, one of our own kids was invited to go to the UT basketball game and be the, the captain of the day for the University of Tennessee. So we are off and running. Emerald Youth is going great. And uh, we just finished our first semester. And we've made it through the Pons Asinorum of youth. So we're so thankful for that. There will be other challenges along the way, but we're so thankful that that one is going well. And now another great memory of 2019 was the renovation of our kids' ministry. Let's hear it for Melanie Nordstrom as she comes to talk about it. Uh, get it give her some heat there. There we go. All right. Wow. 
Wow, one of the things as kids kick off, hello to everybody online, I am back on again. <laughs> uh, it started out as a need to fix our floors. Our floors in our back kids area were really the really ancient old tile flat floors and they were actually cracking and they were becoming a really bad tripping hazard. And so we researched and we researched and we thought, how can we do it for the most economical way possible? And finally in our research, we decided we're going to paint these concrete floors and we're going to paint these floors with concrete paint and hopefully it will work. And just at the last second before we were about to implement it, I called a, a specialist who was um, a specialist in concrete floors, somebody that I knew from my past and said, here's our idea. Tell us if it'll work. I just want to make sure before we go out and buy the paint tomorrow. And he said, absolutely not. Your idea will not work. <sighs> What were we going to do? Didn't know what to do. But he said, he wasn't just a naysayer. He said, listen, I'm a concrete floor expert. I'm going to bring down my 2,000-pound tile buster, and we're going to bust up all of the tile floors, and we're going to repaint them for you properly and do it the right way. And he used my favorite four-letter word. He said, we're going to do it for free. Yay! <laughs> So he hauled that down in a trailer all the way down from uh, Illinois and brought that down and he was so excited to do it and, and, and it was just a wonderful weekend and he did it but it took a little bit longer than, than normally because it was in such terrible shape but we finally had a great big beautiful floor and it was lovely. We were about a couple slides behind there and then we realized that our facilities had become outdated so we had these beautiful floors but they were very outdated. Everything else was outdated around it. And we value our kids at Life Church. And we wanted to give them the very best that we could because we don't just believe that our kids are the church of tomorrow. We believe our kids are the church of today. How many agree with that? All righty. And when we changed those floors and realized just how outdated our facilities had become, we tried to actually reinstall the old toilet on the new floors because we've got kids' bathrooms back there. And the old toilet would not cooperate. And we looked a little closer and we noticed that the toilet, if you looked at the, uh, this is a picture of the, the date on the toilet, it was the same age as our pastor. <laughs> In fact, it was 26 days older than our pastor. And, and you can do the math, 1964 was when it was made. And so we decided we had to replace a few things. And we're not going to get rid of him, but we did have to get rid of the old toilet. And, 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 so, and so as we looked at everything around, we found one of our designers in the church, and we said, we don't have the budget for this, but why don't you go ahead and design what you think would make a beautiful kids' ministry area. And so we talked to Allison, and she did a fantastic job, but we still didn't have the budget for it. So we, we put all of our wish lists on Amazon and just asked people who were willing to to donate different items that we would need to update it, everything from games to decor to furnishings and everything, and it began pouring in. Even people from other churches began sending big crates of beautiful things for our kids' ministries, and we were able to have everything updated and it didn't cost the church extra from our budget and and we celebrated had a great fun kickoffs uh, kids kickoff Sunday and it was just a whole lot of fun the kids were so delighted when they walked on and saw all the investment and they were so thankful and I just want to say thank you Life Church and thank you for friends of Life Church that donated and made this thing possible because our kids are so important and we want to disciple them on a regular basis and I just wanted to play a quick video for you that recapped all of the great things that happened during the kids kickoff. Let's hear it for small groups! What? Is it my beard? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I'm Tom Blevins, and I am the Life Group Pastor. 
so good to see you guys here. And we had a phenomenal year this past year with small groups. We had a, uh, a early year season in the spring that went on from February through April. And then we had a short summer break. And then we had a fall semester. We had some groups that that uh, started out in the, in the spring and just continued on because they were so popular. We had a ladies' Bible uh, study group that was really successful. We had a men's breakfast group that's been going on now for about a year and a half. We had a games group. Uh, we had the Emerald Youth group, had two groups going on there. And then we had a new group that f started this fall along with Emerald Youth, and it was called the Freedom Group. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But first, let me say that Small groups are so important for the church because that's where you can get connected with folks in the church. Get to know one another. Get a support system going. Um, you know, have someone that you can call when life hands you some baloney. Life ever handed you baloney? It's handed me baloney a time or two. And it's nice to have someone that you can reach out to, somebody who can pray for you, somebody that can maybe give you a lift if your car breaks down, somebody that can then help you out if you've had a death in the family and you just need that support. And that's where you, where you can get those deeper relationships. Because we come in here on Sunday and we're praising the Lord and we're hearing the word, but you can't really get to know the, the folks in the room uh, in that few minutes that you have before and after service. So... Uh, I noticed on our little connection cards that Wesley was talking about earlier that 90% of people that fill that card out for the first time mark the small group box. So I want to encourage each of you who call Life Church home or who are considering calling Life uh, Church home that you consider joining a small group. Our semester starts uh, again the 1st of February and will go through April. If you're interested in... Um, leading a small group or if you're interested in hosting a small group please let me know you're going to hear more about it as we get through January and we'll have sign-ups but we've got a special group that started and it's called the freedom group and Jana had a really good uh, intro for that because we all have regrets we all have things in our past that we're just not proud of things that, you know, we just can't seem to get rid of. We can't let loose of them. You know, just when we think we've given it up, Satan whispers in our ear, you're not worthy. Remember what you did. Remember what you were a part of. Remember the thoughts that were going on through your mind. And we all just need freedom. We need to accept the grace that God has given us and let go. Break those chains. And that's what our freedom group is all about. And I would love it. I mean, we had a very successful freedom group this past fall who went to a conference at the end uh, of their semester. I would love it that so many people sign up for the freedom group that we have to have more than one group. Would that not be awesome? All right. So thank you guys for letting me serve as your uh, life group pastor. And let's give it up for small groups. She's back. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what goes on outside of Life Church because you all are involved, whether you know it or not, 
all around the nation and all around the world, and it's really exciting um, that we are expanding our borders way beyond what you see here at Life Church on Sunday mornings. In fact, as far as expanding our borders, on a regular basis, you all are supporting missions like the Ark, which plants churches all around the country, and now they've expanded to even around the globe. You support Thailand, you support missions in Turkey, South Africa, South America, Central Asia, even Teen Challenge are missions that we support on a very regular basis, and we're so excited about that. And you even saw the shoebox display where, the, where you all brought and donated all kinds of great things. And then, and then um, the kids from the Emerald Youth that you heard about earlier wrapped those boxes and sent them all around the world. That's an exciting thing that we do beyond our borders. And if you go out into the lobby today, Jenny, who's our coordinator of that, actually made a big map that you can see out there, and it shows where all of those shoeboxes were delivered to give Christmas gifts to kids um, that would not otherwise receive something for Christmas so thank you very much Life Church as we have expanded beyond our borders I believe that God has blessed our congregation and I really want to focus on one particular group um, that is been going out and actually had, went out last year and is going out again. Last January we sent a group to Peru and it was a great group and we were so excited to be able to send that out. First time from our church, Jana, who is the leader of that group, has been there many times and, and she wanted to take a group from, from Life Church there so they did that for the first time. They ministered in church services in big cities and they did kids programming. They prayed for the sick, for healing and for deliverance and that was exciting. Jana, she's really serious. If you ask her to pray about something, She's going to really pray, and sometimes they'd have 30 or more people lined up in line, and she'd take time and pray for every one of them, and sometimes it'd take her over an hour, and she would, she would leave tired, but every person was prayed for, and that was so exciting. But they brought food and vitamins and hundreds of flip-flops for bare feet that otherwise would not have shoes to wear. They traveled down the river on one of the tributaries that leads to the Amazon to remote villages that can only be reached by water to install water filtration systems. They went to two different villages that didn't have water filtration systems. And for an investment that you all sent with them of only around $300, they were able to give these villages clean water. You know, for $300 that we gave them to invest in that particular village, they can have clean water for 10 isn't that amazing? And it was it was incredible that whenever they were whenever they were installing these water filtration systems, uh, Wayne, who went with them, who was part of the group, he actually had to take a drink of the water first to prove to them that it was safe enough for them to drink and that they wouldn't keel over after drinking the water. And once they saw that Wayne was healthy and well cared for, they went ahead and started drinking the water too. And that was pretty pretty exciting. And thank you all for your donations. And In fact, next month we're going to send another group, and I'm going to get to go for the first time. I've never been to Peru, but I'm going to get to go with the group. Yeah. My husband is apparently excited about me going because he's blowing his, the horn up there. <laughs> but uh, we're going to send a team back to minister again. We're going to be bringing water filtration systems to six new villages that don't have them. So thank you for your contributions for that already. In fact, if you want to take the opportunity, there's a board outside in the lobby that talks about the donations that we can send with them this time. And they still need more flip-flops and vitamins and other things that are mentioned on the board. We've only got two Sundays left for that, so please feel free to collect those items and bring them with you next week. And, and we're so excited. This is I'm on to next year, I know, and I need to get back to this year. But Jana is actually going to be staying and doing, taking language school because she feels like God has called her for long-term mission to Peru. And so she's really excited to be able to do that. So Life Church is going to be able to send out our first um, full-time, longer-term missionaries to another country. And we're so thankful for that. Thank you. Thank God for what he's doing through you, Jana. Wayne will be joining her. 
Other things that we did beyond our borders this year, we sent groups to Water Angels, which is a downtown ministry that serves the homeless and those in financial need. And we were able to send them out to do church services to preach and sing. But this year they also expanded to providing hot meals for those who came to church services. And Jenny, it looks like you're having a lot of fun there. I think our volunteers had just about as much fun as the people who were actually receiving the meals. And even the kids got involved with that and had a great time. And, uh, and the Bible says... Let the little children come to me and don't hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Jesus said, when you minister to the least of these, those little children, you've ministered to me. And I'm just so thankful for Life Church and for the opportunities that they took to minister outside of these borders. We also had this year, we implemented our live stream for the first time. And that's been exciting as people have been tuning in and watching the church services live throughout the course of the year by watching through Facebook. And we're thankful for the people that are being reached through that. And, and that's outside of our borders, but, you know, inside of the borders of the church, we've had a lot of great services, and God has um, begun to really bless as people have come to check us out and see what God's doing here and how lives are being changed and the word is being spread. You know, um, when you compare our last quarter of attendance in 2018 to our last quarter of attendance of 2019, we have experienced a 14% increase in, in people that are coming. And you may say, well, why, why is that exciting? And, and we believe that we're a church who's called to reach people who have never committed their lives to Jesus or who have been to church before and they say, ah, oh, that's not for me. I'm just so tired of that church thing. And our, our goal is to reach people that are outside um, and, and not belonging to a church body or not committing their life to Christ and to bring them in. And so whenever we see these numbers, we don't just see numbers of, of people that because we're building a big kingdom that we want to become a big mega church so that we can say that we've got bragging rights. But what we're doing is we're trying to reach people. So each one of those numbers represents people that are coming to know Jesus and that are in community with other believers that want to know Jesus more and want their lives to be transformed. And we're so excited about that because that's our passion passion that's why we've come together as a group and and it's about seeing God's kingdom grow and flourish so when you see those 14 percent increased numbers we are so thankful because we believe that the kingdom of God is going forward in powerful ways and one of the ways that we've seen that is we had a number of baptisms last year and that's such a great sign of spiritual growth and and we're so thankful to what God is doing at Life Church and we can't wait to see what he's going to do next year because we believe that God is going to do more and more and more. And my husband's going to come back and recap one more great thing that we believe that God wants us to celebrate for 2019. And so this was the seventh anniversary of Life Church, and we celebrated it big time. What? One thing that I'm real excited about is that we broke our all-time attendance record for that 7th anniversary service. We had 161 in this building, and we thank God for that. Amen. Amen. During that seven-week period, we declared some things over this congregation and over people individually that we, we want to stay with you as the time goes on, and it was a real time to uh, impart some things from God's Word uh, about uh, the number seven and the sevens that God has. My friend Cedric uh, Jackson preached our seventh anniversary and he talked about marching around the walls for seven times and after the seventh time, the walls collapsed and we declared victory in our lives and for this church. So let's hear it for victory. Amen. The, the, the next... 
The next seven was the seven of creation. God created the world in six days, and on the seventh day, what did he do? Rest. Amen. We declared rest over this congregation and over your lives. Can you hear it for rest? How many, how many are all about rest? Amen. And, and then we talked about healing. Uh, Naaman, Naaman uh, was told to go down into the Jordan River seven times, and on the seventh time, he would be healed. So we declared healing over our lives and over our congregation, and we saw God do a lot of uh, healing physically, emotionally during that time. So let's hear it for healing. Amen. And then, and then um, we talked about Elijah. Elijah, after a time of drought, was told to go up to the mountain and look for a sign that, God's, that God was, was, was still moving during this time of a drought. He went up six times and nothing happened. But on the seventh time, he went up and there was the cloud about the size of a man's hand. And uh, he said that there was going to be a storm. So start running because God's blessing is coming. And so we declared blessing over our church and over our lives. Let's hear it for God's blessing. Amen. Then we, then we talked about the uh, God, Jesus breaking. We've heard the five loaves and two fishes, but in Mark he talks about seven loaves and that there were seven baskets left over. And we talked about the significance of that, the seven of God's provision. And so we declared God's provision over our church and over our lives. Aren't you thankful for God's provision? Can we thank him for that? And then we talked about, yes, and then we talked about the book of Revelation, which is full of sevens, and we declared God's revelation over our lives, that God was going to reveal new things to us in the days ahead. So let's hear it for the seven of God's revelation. And finally, we talked about forgiveness. Forgiveness. How many times did God say that we are to forgive? Seventy times seven. And so we ended that whole series by, first of all, declaring our own forgiveness and asking God's forgiveness and as we leave 2019 we don't need to carry any of that with us because God forgives and when he forgives he forgets he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness but we also worked on forgiving others that, that, that we don't want to go into the new year holding anything any grudges anything back on anybody else and forgiving so let's just hear it for God's forgiveness over our lives and for others. Amen. 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 And now, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for such a tremendous year. And we've had fun today, and maybe we were a little silly, but I know, God, that you are a God of celebration. And we just wanted to stop here at the end of the year and say thank you for such an amazing year. You have been so good to us. You've been better than we deserve, Lord, and we're just so grateful. We're so grateful for all that you've done and for all that you're going to do. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name and everyone said amen. Amen. Let's stand and we're going to sing together what we sang earlier. Communion's going to be available during this time. If you want to receive communion as we sing this song, we invite you to do so. It's at the front and it's at the back.